This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to Raw Beauty Talks. I'm your host, Erin Trelore. Ready to peer behind the highlight reel and all those polished pictures of the world's biggest influencers and wellness experts, we're going to uncover what beauty, health, and wellness truly means in today's world. As someone who really struggled with disordered eating and negative body image, I became a health coach because I'm passionate about redefining health and wellness so that it's less about the weight on the scale and more about how we feel. Let's pull back the curtain for some raw beauty talks. In today's episode, I'm going to answer a question that is asked all the time in my one-on-one coaching sessions and in my group program, the Raw Beauty Food and Body Reset. I want to remind you before we dive into this is with any of my podcast episodes that the information that I share is provided as an information resource only, and it's not to be used or relied on for any form of treatment or coaching. It shouldn't be used as a substitute for professional diagnosis or treatment. So if you think that something's going on, I would really encourage you to speak to your doctor. Okay, let's dive in. If you have had a struggle with food and your relationship with it, maybe an eating disorder, disordered eating, or you've just been in a pattern of thinking about it a lot and restricting in little ways here or there, it's highly likely that your hunger and fullness signals, the body's way of communicating to you that it needs food or that it's full have been a little bit wonky, that perhaps that signaling isn't firing at an optimal level. So one of the first things that I would really encourage is for you to listen to the episode on the five golden guidelines. I'll link to it in the show notes down below. These are guidelines that were shared with me by intuitive eating dietitian, Dr. Allie Eberhardt. She is an incredible intuitive eating dietitian and who I refer a lot of people to. And she shares some ways that we can help to build back those hunger and fullness cues so that they're firing at an optimal level. You can imagine if those signals are almost like a form of communication with your body and you've been ignoring them for a long time or bypassing them, you know, when you feel hungry, you have some water or chew some gum or, you know, look at some other way of ignoring those signals then you can imagine over time, the signals just get weaker. They stop firing in the same way or they become a bit confused. So the very first step in being able to know when you're full is to actually start to build back the trust between your brain and those hunger and fullness signals. And the golden guidelines are something that can really help with that. It's ensuring that we are feeding our body consistently, that we're honoring hunger when we feel it. And um, there are a number of other beautiful tips and tools in that episode. So you can press pause on this one. Go listen to that one if you haven't already. And if you have listened to that or you're familiar with my work, then let's carry on. So first of all, I want to talk about the fact that it's completely normal 
for us to eat more than what is comfortable every once in a while. I've been eating intuitively for years and years now, and I still have moments where I have too much ice cream or the food in front of me is so good that I have more than what feels comfortable. It's not all the time though, and in those moments when it happens, I'm pretty clear on what's going on. Like that strawberry Haagen-Dazs ice cream is really good, and I, I made a choice to have more than uh, maybe what my body needed. So it is normal to eat past our you know, optimal fullness levels every once in a while. This isn't about being a robot and always eating you know, only when you're hungry and stopping right when you're full. There are a number of different reasons that we may eat more than what feels comfortable. So one of the main ones is if we haven't eaten enough during the day. I know for me, when I was in that stage of restricting, I really did not eat nearly enough during the day. And so then I would find myself in a place of binging at night or just this having this feeling of not being able to stop eating. So one of the first things we want to do is to ensure that we are eating enough throughout the day. The Golden Guidelines by Ali Eberhardt do touch on this. So again, you can look to that episode and you may find that having some sessions with an intuitive eating dietitian might help you to determine if you're eating enough during the day. Another thing that can lead us to eating more than what feels comfortable or more than we know that we need is if we haven't satisfied ourselves with our food. If we haven't chosen foods during the day that bring us pleasure, that bring us joy, that we actually like eating. There's actually a difference between being full and being satisfied. Fullness is the actual experience of our stomach expanding, reaching a certain point and signaling to the body that it's full or that it's not hungry anymore. So it's that sensation of the stomach expanding, whereas satisfaction comes from eating a variety of different food groups and different foods, having different textures in our meal, different tastes, and experiencing pleasure in what we're eating. We can fill ourselves up with the food. Say we just ate, you know, a few heads of lettuce. We could fill up our stomach, but most likely we are not going to be satisfied by that meal. It doesn't carry enough variety of food groups. We don't have our starches and some fats and some uh, salty unami flavoring going on there. We don't have a variety of textures, even tastes. And I mean, some people might like a head of lettuce, but for most of us, it's just not that pleasurable. So we're full, but we're not satisfied, which often leads us to want more. If you've ever eaten a meal and thought, oh, I'm just craving something sweet after, or I want that little piece of chocolate, it's simply a sign that we're not yet satisfied. Fast forward to the end of 2024. Think of your goals for a second. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should get Babbel. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that really don't help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversation, and Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teachings so you're ready to practice what you learned in the real world. If you're heading to another country, 
country anytime soon, start using Babbel a few weeks before you go to learn basics like how to order food, ask for directions, speak to merchants without having to consult language apps while you're away. So fun. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash raw beauty talks. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash raw beauty talks. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash raw beauty talks. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line founded by the fabulous Jennifer Aniston. Jen got tired of the same old struggle we all face, choosing between hair products that work and ones that are actually good for us. With Lola V, that dilemma is history. We all put our hair through the ringer. That's why it's crucial to have products that not only repair the look of the damage, but also shield your locks from future harm. Enter Lola V's bestsellers, the Glossing Detangler and the Perfecting Leave-In Conditioner. They're your hair's new best friend. For a limited time, you get 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com. Just use the code RAWBEAUTYTALKS at checkout. Lolavie is all about naturally derived plant-based goodness, no silicone, sulfates, parabens, or gluten, and of course, cruelty-free and vegan. That's 15% off your order at lolavie.com with promo code RAWBEAUTYTALKS. You can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Tell them I sent you over. So first of all, if we haven't eaten enough during the day, that can lead us to eat more at our next food opportunity. And if we haven't satisfied ourselves by choosing a variety of different foods, textures, and things that pleasure us, we may still be thinking about food and and continue to eat more than what our body needs. And the third piece is if there has been scarcity of food, either from dieting or perhaps due to a lack of food at some point in your life. If there's been a time where there's been some trauma around not receiving food when you needed it, whether that was due to not being able to afford food, not having access to it, or restricting food in some capacity, this can also lead us to eat more than what feels comfortable in moments when food is accessible. And these are things that you can work through with a therapist or a coach or an intuitive eating dietitian. So just identifying if any of those factors may be coming into play in moments when you feel that you are eating more than what you need. All right, so your first action step from this episode is to just notice as you go throughout your day or you go throughout the week, In moments where you feel like you are eating more than what feels comfortable or more than what you believe you need, I just want you to notice what has been going on during the day. Was there a period where maybe you didn't get enough food? Have you been able to satisfy your hunger needs? Or have you perhaps been triggered or activated and some trauma from the past might be bubbling up a little bit for you. Put on those scientist goggles, get curious, hold a lot of compassion for yourself. There's nothing wrong with you. We're just uncovering different things that might be impacting your ability to tune into those fullness levels. When it comes (laughs) to feeling our fullness, I would say that the number one issue that I see beyond the emotional component or the trauma of the past that may be coming into play is that people eat 
so fast and they are so distracted when they eat. It's almost funny that we assume that we'll be able to tell when we are full, something that is so nuanced, while we are eating in front of the computer, listening to some podcast, typing an email, and navigating you know, the, the kids beside us who need something. We are doing so much these days as we are eating, and then we wonder how we ate past a reasonable level of fullness. So the very first thing that I am going to recommend for anybody who's struggling with this is to slow down your eating, to really be with your food and your meal or your snack while you're enjoying your food. Now, of course, this doesn't happen all of the time, but even if you could do it for one meal or one snack to start with, to give yourself the opportunity to tune into what fullness even feels like for you. The feeling of fullness is going to be a little more subtle than a feeling of hunger. I like to think of it as a feeling where you're no longer really thinking about food. You're not hungry and you may be slightly full, but you're not in pain or discomfort. You feel satisfied about the food that you just ate and you're able to devote energy, whether that's mental or physical, to other things. So as I said, this is subtle and it takes practice to start to identify identify these things. So give yourself time, be patient with yourself, and just start to tune in by slowing down the way that you're eating. You may want to power down technology, put your phone to the side for a moment. You may also want to put your fork down between bites, or if you're having something like a sandwich, put it down in between bites. Another way that we can slow down our eating is simply by chewing our food more. I think the average person statistically chews their food about two to three times before swallowing, whereas what's recommended is about 15 chews before swallowing. This is the first step in digestion. It's really breaking down our food so that our digestive system is able to maximize the amount of nutrients that it's getting out of the food. So chewing your food will also make it a little bit easier on your digestive system, but it is absolutely going to slow down the process and give you a moment to determine whether or not you're still hungry for food. You could try something called a 20-minute meal or a 10-minute meal, depending on how quickly you're eating your meals now, where once a day, You can put a timer on for 20 minutes and do your best to stretch your meal out over that time. Have a conversation with somebody. Put your fork down. If you're on your own, you may want to listen to some beautiful music or perhaps put a podcast on in the background, but just not too many distractions that you're going to pull yourself away from the present moment. And you're just going to enjoy that meal. This brings me to my second piece, which is bringing mindfulness to the way that you are eating. We've talked a lot about mindfulness on this show, but as a reminder, it's really the act of bringing your awareness to the present moment on purpose. So bringing your attention, bringing your focus, taking that flashlight light of focus that we have, if you imagine shining a flashlight that flashlight light is going to hit a very specific area. And I just want you to imagine turning that flashlight down to your plate or your dish. And this is what we're focused on. Everything outside of that starts to blur out. 
And you're going to notice what the tastes are of the food, the colors in the food, the texture, the smell, the way that your chair feels underneath your body and the spoon feels in your hand. You're really going to have that full sensory experience while you're eating. And you better believe that this will improve the level of satisfaction that you feel as you're eating so that when the meal is finished, you know, if you've included the textures and things that you enjoy, you're less likely to be craving more, more, more. So just even start off this week by noticing how you're eating and how quickly you're eating. I'll repeat that list. Power down technology, put your fork down between bites, practice chewing your food more before you swallow, try a 20 minute meal, and then bring mindfulness to the way that you are eating. And this will help you feel more satisfied with the foods that you're eating. And will also, again, just give you that chance to hear those fullness signals, to feel that sense of fullness as you're enjoying your food. The last practice or tool that I want to introduce in this episode is called the hunger and fullness scale. We're going to talk about the fullness scale in this episode. So I want you to imagine for a moment a scale like a thermometer where there's a level one and a level 10. Level one, you are still starving. You are so hungry. Maybe you're experiencing that growling stomach, a bit of a headache still. You're feeling lightheaded, tired, but you are definitely hungry. And level 10 is absolutely stuffed. You are unbuttoning your pants. You're probably burping a little bit and feel like you need to lie down. You're tired. You've definitely eaten past the point of comfort. When we're enjoying food, an ideal level to land at is around a 7 or an 8 on this scale. So a feeling of being satisfied, but not stuffed a feeling of having enjoyed your food, but knowing that you don't really want or need more. As I said at the beginning of this episode, I want you to remember that sometimes we all eat to that 10. You know, Thanksgiving or there's times where certain foods are, you know, we're only going to get them every once in a while or we just have an off day and we eat to the 10 on the fullness scale. It doesn't make you a bad person. It is not wrong. But if you're wanting to tune into and understand your fullness signals a bit more, this scale can help you by giving you a visual of what you're aiming for. When you reach that seven or eight, you can put your fork down, maybe put a napkin over your food and just sit for a couple of moments. Take a few deep breaths and notice how your body feels in this moment. Are you still hungry at all? What is coming up for you? Do you feel like you need to clear that plate? Because growing up, you were part of the clean plate club where you had to clear everything off and there could be no waste. Just notice what beliefs are popping up, physical sensations in your body, and you don't have to do anything with them. We're just becoming aware of them, getting curious about them, and leaving some space for them. From that point where you've had a few breaths and you're not operating from a reactionary space, you can make a choice as to whether or not you want more food. And some days you're going to choose more and some days you're going to pack it up or just be done with the meal.
The key thing here is to slow down the way that we are eating, to take some big, deep breaths to allow us to move from a space of choice versus trigger, and to remember that you're not a robot. Nobody does this absolutely perfectly 100% of the time. This is an experiment that you are living in with your body. And the process of starting to really tune into those fullness levels again, it's going to take time. So be patient with yourself, give yourself a whole lot of love and self-compassion. And please don't forget to stop over on Instagram at Raw Beauty Talks or take a screenshot of this episode and tell me what you're trying this week or what has helped you along the way. I can't wait to hear from you. Hope you all have a beautiful day. I'll see you next week. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this week's episode. Please take a moment to rate, review, or follow on your favorite podcast app and share this episode with someone that you think could benefit. Join the Raw Beauty Talks community at Raw Beauty Talks. And remember, it's your story, your body, your mind, and your journey. So think about what resonates with you and leave the rest behind. I'll see you next week. Do you ever feel like you're struggling through motherhood? You're not alone. I'm Erica Jossa, host of the MomWell podcast, therapist and mom of three. Join me each Wednesday as I sit down with guests, including psychologists, pediatricians, psychiatrists, fertility specialists, lactation consultants, and more to unravel the myths of motherhood. With expert advice, practical tips, self-love, and some coping skills to help you along the way, you can become the mother you want to be. Listen to the MomWell podcast at momwell.com listen or on your favorite podcast platform.